Welcome everyone, we're about to begin, Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayez 283. Uh, we're going to talk today about loneliness. And loneliness, even when you have a good marriage and an excellent relationship with your husband, with your wife, there'll still be periods of loneliness in a marriage and in life. Um, when people feel lonely, even when it, they're in a relationship, is because sometimes they have trouble self-soothing in a healthy way, learning how to be at peace with oneself, um, and also learning how to connect emotionally in a healthy way with one's partner in life. Very often, when someone feels lonely in marriage, it really has no reflection on your husband or your wife, or that the marriage is something wrong with. Usually it's not the case. Usually the loneliness is a sign from within of a personal growth issue that one needs to grow on. It's easy to say that I'm lonely in marriage uh, because your spouse was um, tuning you out or too busy for you and things like that. But many, many times it comes from within, from your own experience or the lack of ability to communicate with a trust you know, to others. And sometimes it could be due to one had a hard past family life or dysfunctional parent or parents where they had to fend for themselves or didn't have a healthy communication with them. And so they hit a lonely place or maybe they don't have much friends or have a hard time communicating and having friends, which is a skill that could be learned, poor parenting models, like we just said, so then what happens is, is people, unfortunately, self-soothe in areas of unhealthy ways, like in food or in alcohol and things like that. And um, what one needs to do and try to do is to learn how to cope with one's own loneliness and to learn how not to be defensive about it if you're, you know, and assume that it's your spouse, but rather that you yourself work on skills uh, to deal with the loneliness you are feeling, and to use healthy ways of self-soothing, whether it's prayer, davening, whether it's meditation, whether it's taking long walks, whether it's being with good friends, whether it's listening to music, often inspiring music, and so on and so forth. The real concept over here is as follows. People believe that um, if only the other person would change or be better, then the matzav would change. And very often, this is much harder work, so people don't want to do this and they resist it. And it makes sense because sometimes there's legitimate pain that you're feeling that legitimately you were hurt by somebody else, including maybe your own spouse even. But the truth is, is that the, to turn it back on yourself, which is a hard thing to do, but that is where real life is, and that's where real changes make happen. And when you learn how to change yourself, then everyone else gets affected in an extremely positive way. Um, and in, that includes this concept of loneliness. Very often a person will feel lonely, and they need to know how to learn how to cope with loneliness in a healthy way. And one of the ways to do this is to what some psychologists came up with the term co-regulate. 
Coregulate means, for example, that instead of withdrawing in loneliness or withdrawing into yourself, you are proactive in going forth and seeing what's around you and interacting in a healthy way. So, for example, in marriage, co-regulating would mean, for example, that if let's say you see your spouse, your husband or wife, that they are anxious or they're angry or they're upset, the way you co-regulate is is that you learn how to see that state that your husband or wife is in, in that anxious or angry or upset state. But instead of you automatically getting into that vibe and you yourself also becoming anxious or angry, which creates a more tense situation, and then anxiety increases for the both of you, rather than that, basically you have the ability to observe the state that your husband or wife is in. They're anxious. And But that doesn't mean I need to increase my own anxiety, but rather I pause and I do the opposite and I learn to calm myself and ultimately calm my husband or wife's anxiety in the process by using a more soothing tone of voice, um, by talking calmer and being more interacting in a healthier way. And if you learn to do this, then what happens is that even when couples do argue about things and disagree about things, it will be in a more calm, soothing way. That's how you, that's how you, what we call co-regulate, where basically is you're not um, sucked in to a negative emotion, but rather you make a decision, you pause and you make a decision and say, I'm going to use this in the most proactive way. So loneliness really going back to loneliness, is a very um, painful subject, and it's very difficult for people. Um, And that applies both when you're single and when you're married, and even in good marriages, it just happens to be very often a a husband or a wife, you know, they could be among their whole mishpach. This is the ironic, sad part sometimes about loneliness is, you know, you understand if someone... Khalila, you know, has no family at all, or they don't have a spouse, and they're alone, and the kids don't see them, and so then you could at least relate and say, okay, I understand why this person feels lonely. They they don't have, you know, they're they're living alone. They are alone, but then you find, unfortunately, it's so sad, but it is there, where a person may have a beautiful family with mishpacha and 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 uh, has, everything's going on and but you still feel a deep loneliness within you. And there's a lot of reasons for it, and it requires, again, to talk about it more, uh, because it's a very important subject. But what one needs to understand about loneliness is, is part of it is to catch yourself and learn very, very early on that when you self-soothe and you learn skills about self-soothing yourself, of uh, with your loneliness to do it in healthy ways not to turn to ec- excess food or excess alcohol or excess tv binge watching or things that escape reality with your loneliness but rather to learn how to self-soothe in healthy ways by learning to be at peace with yourself to learn how to say i may be lonely but nevertheless i'm going to pull out and try to connect emotionally in a healthy way with friends, with family who care, with one's partner in life, 
I'm going to go to shul anyway. I'm going to participate in conversations and so on and so forth. So this is a very important thing to do. And this co-regulating, which we talked about now, applies not just with a husband and wife, but anytime you want to move out of feelings of loneliness is basically is, is that you learn how to healthily interact with others in a normal, calm way and not get frightened off by negative emotions that come your way and not and to decide i am going to pause i'm not going to let the anxiety around me make me anxious or the angry environment around me make me anxious but rather i am going to respond in a better in a more healthy way and in marriage this helps tremendously so when one is lonely one has to be careful it's a man of nisayan Chavis Alvavis talks about the mindless. There is certain mindless about this concept of loneliness, meaning not feeling lonely per se, but the fact that a person from time to time is alone. It gives him a, or her a wonderful opportunity to be close to Hashem, to talk to Hashem in his mind or her mind, to daven, to learn, to explore things, the introverted concepts. So when one is an extrovert, for example, it's very hard. He always needs people around him, uh, and, and now they're alone, it's harder than maybe an introvert. But an introvert could also feel deep, deep, deep loneliness. Not every introvert um, um, is comfortable with their own introversion in, in their own, uh, being in their own world. So there are aitzes for loneliness. There are aitzes in using it in positive outlets, in davening, in praying, in expressing oneself, in journaling, in walking, in, in so on and so forth. That's even when you're alone with yourself. And then there is healthy ways how to interact with other human beings who communicate with others around you. And one of those skills is what we just mentioned about this co-regulating that we'll talk more about, which is learning how to be very attuned to the person you're with and their emotions. And if they indeed are negative, not to allow that to influence you, but rather to try to soothe that by acting in, a, in, a, in an opposite way. That if you see that your spouse is anxious, so if you get that vibe and you become more anxious, it'll spiral downwards into some tenseness and anger. While in reality, all you need to do sometimes is say to yourself, okay, my spouse is angry or upset. That doesn't mean I need to f- fall into that state. Instead, I'll be compassionate and considerate, and, 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 and kind, and I will take a deep breath and try to be as calm and less anxious so that I could help my spouse with what they're feeling and talk about it and, and deal with it together. So the key, key over here, again, is very often in a marriage, one will feel lonely, even in the best marriages in the world, and certainly when everyone has ups and downs, the key is, again, One needs to recognize it. Okay, I am lonely, or I feel lonely, or I feel a lack. Because then you know, and you stay strong, and you say to yourself, I am not going to use this hergish of loneliness I have here to fall into something negative, to self-soothe in a negative way. That's sometimes what happens is, unfortunately, when people develop an emotional connection with someone from the opposite gender, because right now they feel a little distant from their own spouse. And that is a big mistake. When that happens and you feel that loneliness, you say, I will not do that. I will not 
take this loneliness I'm feeling and self-soothe by escaping in an unhealthy way and finding someone from the opposite gender to calm my loneliness. On the other hand, what I will do is find healthy ways to reconnect with my spouse and to reconnect with healthy people and find healthy outlets to soothe my loneliness and not wholly unhealthy um, ways to soothe one's loneliness. It's a big, big parsha. We didn't talk about it much yet, but we will explore it more because unfortunately, it's a very, very common, common feeling in our generation, which one may seem that it's not so if they're on social media, they're constantly with their phones, they're texting or emailing 10 million people in their business life, in their real life, and in their whatever it is, and they're you know, so they have seemingly a social, every, their, their phone is buzzing left and right and you're texting back and forth different people or whatever it is. So you say to yourself, hey, you know, I, this, this is the opposite of loneliness, but in a deep level, it is even more loneliness because you're really not having a deep connection. So to summarize, loneliness is a feeling that's painful and it can happen even in the best of marriages. And it's very important to learn how to self-soothe in healthy ways not halila in unhealthy ways, and to realize that a lot of it is one within oneself. They need to work on themselves, and ultimately others will change. To learn to self-soothe in loneliness in healthy ways through prayer, meditation, walking, inspirational music, interacting with friends. And this concept we talked about, about co-regulation, is when you sense the person, the spouse that you're with, who may be anxious or angry or whatever, and to learn not to react that way and to fall into a pattern of negativity with them, to be more anxious, more angry, but rather to take a pause, recognize what's going on, and then use your healthy emotions to soothe that anxiety, to soothe that anger, to soothe that issue, that tenseness, as best as you could. And it's a skill that can be learned and can help many. Hatzlach and bracha.